welcome to another episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Steph. And I'm Elle. And I'm Elle. And we're doing another early release movie. This one is called Emmanuel's Revenge, and it's a sexy Italian thriller. Highlight sexy, because obviously that's what they want. We were going through the stills looking for zoom backgrounds and you have sexy jesus dare gelato Damn. i sold that for mal that's <laughs> what he is he's the buff italian cousin of jared leto yeah we watched the trailer i wasn't really sure what to expect there was a lot and we're doing spoilers we're gonna talk about all the things there are two main things that i noted first of all chekhov's butt plugs when you said that to me last night i laughed so hard because yes <laughs> i was so confused <laughs> i was like damn why are you gonna show me a whole shelf of butt plugs in a butt plug dungeon if you're not gonna butt plug anyone especially someone who really deserved it i was gonna say he really deserved to be butt plugged disrespectfully he probably would have liked it though he was into that kind of shit he was that's the only reason he could get caught the way he was was because he was a little bit of a freak which i'm not kink shaming but this guy's a dick well yeah he's a dick but i think there was like a, a fine line between what he actually liked and what he would do to get just what he wanted because every woman was a thing to conquer you know what I mean? I also feel like he wildly underestimates women, which makes me extra happy. I was just very satisfied with the direction of this movie because this man gave me anxiety from jump. Yeah, that is something that I noticed too. And this type of guy, like the man bun, I'm gonna fall for that shit. Except for he's a rich bitch, so I'm immediately going to hate him a little bit because I'm not a class trader. And they talked about crypto a lot, which it felt like they were trying to, like, legitimize the cryptocurrency thing, which not doing so well, so I don't know when you shot this, but... Oh, and it's a movie that hasn't come out yet. Um, Maybe mm -hmm. it's different in other countries? Maybe. Well, because, I mean, they definitely don't wear bras over there. Nobody was wearing bras. I bra love it. Sound. This is excellent. It's like, done. Yeah. I'm into it. I mean, the other thing I learned from this movie, you know, and this was education, you know, because I'm a stupid American. This is fancy Italian cinema, you know, mm -hmm. and I spent a lot of time this summer trying to flirt with a guy by like explaining all of the weird shit that I think about, like the pickle man. I could have just taken my underwear off and given it to him. What Men the are easy. I don't know how to flirt. I just got to wear a dress, take no. my underpants off and hand it over. Just <laughs> there you go. Girl, stop. Girl, stop. The kind of man you want is not the kind of man who's going to be impressed by something like that. I mean, if it's you, sure, but if it's some random bitch, he's going to be like, ew, what the fuck are you giving me your panties for? I don't know you or your coochie. Like, <laughs> it's unfamiliar. I don't, I don't know. They have used underwear vending machines in Japan. Yes, for a specific man. You know what I mean? But they're everywhere. So the yes. men are everywhere. Right. Maybe. The ones we want are not those. <laughs> and that's okay. I don't know that uh, I want any man, but... Well, certainly not this one. This guy is literally an animal. He's not a human in my mind. I was very afraid of him. Because mm -hmm. so exactly what you said, I was on red alert because 
man bun, a sexy Jesus, and he, he, you know, he's in that world, but he's also like a little scruffy. He seems like an approachable piece of shit, not like an unattainable piece of shit. You yeah. know what I mean? It feels like he could easily lie and stare you down from across the bar and like, what are you going to do? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you going to do? So I really appreciate, in the beginning, it's really gross because he sees women who are a challenge like grade a prime meat and it makes him salivate and he's like I'm not gonna stop until I get that but it's not a romantic pursuit as you find out it's literally just like a trophy for him but I appreciate greatly how strong the female characters are in this movie because Francesca says no a lot it's not just conquest it's like humiliation he wants her to know that she's less than him and it's like a domination (laughs) thing and it's revolting i've got to say my ick alarm was going off at the get and like i said it shouldn't be because i should be attracted to someone that looks like that but mm, no it amps up that thing where we're like oh we can't trust men we should be able to at least be not on red alert all the time especially if a handsome guy that we're interested in and is you know at least acting like he's interested in us we shouldn't have to be on red alert all the time you know and she had a past already of that shit happening which sucks and he had to have known it somehow i'm guessing because why else it doesn't seem like exhibition is his big thing because he doesn't seem to want to do it with emmanuel later on or like it doesn't seem like there's a history of it it seems like he found out this girl's specific history and tormented her which is psychotic one thing that i got from him he kept saying i'm not like them i'm not like other men he's damn right he sure that was he's grosser yes in like a violent sense like baby you've never met anybody like me i will literally tear you down to Mm. your worst nightmare oh my god and the andrew tate-esque rhetoric (laughs) well and that's what i was about to say is it's one of those like when 50 shades of gray was like coming out and becoming a thing watching people do analysis videos of like how his actions were almost similar to a cult leaders this dude was hitting those same stair step things of like tearing you down love bombing tearing you down and that's like an initiation to start to get people to come into cult and so this very much felt like he was trying to be the italian revenge version of 50 shades of gray with it it was the same thing with like it didn't have the contract but it had a very similar vibes and i was like watching i was like oh he has cult leader vibes which is another reason i was like oh he's giving jared (laughs) well he also i mean like he had a cult he had friends and followers who know he's like this and the women will still sleep with him and the men are still close with him so he is that guy it's icky so you don't know right away what happens to francesca it skips to a year later and and yo you find out he's fucking married he's got a kid you don't know any of that stuff in the beginning and i was very confused when they started throwing that shit out there because i thought his daughter was you know a hoochie another girl he was trying to bang yeah and then emmanuel comes into play she very 
very harshly inserts herself into this man's life and first of all love that she's a lesbian or bisexual whatever but she has a female partner uh she catches his attention purposely but then she shoves him off she's like i'm sorry like i'm with someone and like her girlfriend's out there and he's crazy he stalks her but she must know that he's gonna do that but like that's so icky to me i was so every time he would pop up i was like ew ew is this man serious ew well i'm guessing that emmanuel is who francesca was like on the phone with earlier so she probably knows that he's pushing hard up on francesca early on and it's like this is bad behavior and so she knows exactly what he's like so it was like perfect in because he Mm -hmm. didn't know she existed so one thing i will say is if you're gonna give me a terrible story about a terrible man just like terrible people doing terrible things give me the revenge at the end which she did and Mm -hmm. she executed that shit perfectly i felt bad for her girlfriend though getting like dragged through it because she had no idea what was going on and you can tell when your partner is being sketchy and respectfully like everybody can have their boundaries and stuff about like partner sleeping over and whatever it's a red flag to me if you don't want me to stay over after it's been a while and we've established trust and things like that and you're keeping this like one thing a secret not that she's a bad guy it's revenge but it's like a big terrible scary thing that your partner is involved in i also had to like support that though because she is an author with a deadline and when you have deadlines happening nothing family things get canceled like you're just done so i was like yeah okay i can see where she's coming from. yeah but she was doing that before the deadline i respect it i do Mm -hmm. i support it but it's like you know it's a thing so I do feel bad for her partner and then there's another thing that I don't really like (laughs) about her revenge I didn't think that she needed to get the daughter involved like that I would have preferred if she fucked the daughter and made the dad watch that's hilarious but Mm -hmm. it, it went a little left for me same i do appreciate that she left it to his imagination knowing he's a terrible person and he would assume that terrible things happen to the daughter behind that picture frame despite the fact that she let her go but that was still traumatic and she didn't need to put her through that either i will say that they built a very terrifying he was a very terrifying character he was also very corny the blue roses to symbolize a wish to achieve the impossible like come on you know what i thought of when i saw blue roses animal crossing well because you can plant flowers in a specific coordination to get different colors and blue Mm. roses are rare and i was just looking it up on reddit the other day and when he popped that out and i was like bitch are you for real definitely terrifying like it it popped off the screen i'm like anytime that he like got too close to francesca i didn't like any of it the way he like aggressively pop kissed her every time he like touched her i like recoiled there's just something really nasty inside of this man and he had a wife this whole time that's extra gross I will say it did a really good job of like subverting expectations starting off with Francesca after everything happened and then going back to like introducing who she was and then you getting like 30 minutes into the story and now we have a whole new cast of characters and it's like oh you have the daughter who we think is going to be another love interest and so it did a really good job of keeping the thriller aspect there because a lot of times when yeah. you get into that, the psychosexual side of things it ends up being just like oh it's all just going to be long you know shots of mm-hmm. psychosexual stuff but they did a really good job of remembering that the thriller 
thriller aspect was part of the story. So I did appreciate that because it didn't keep me guessing of like, oh, what's going to happen next? And oh, what is she going to open up behind this door? And oh, who is she calling on the phone? And stuff like that. Because right. so. it could have easily dissolved into softcore porn. The one thing that I will say is that it did really good job at like cutting away. So nothing was very awkward. It was very artsy. It was giving me knife plus heart because mm-hmm. that would have, you know, some less than comfortable aspects, but nothing was like in your face gratuitous. It all yeah. felt kind of lovely, even though bad things are happening. So this was kind of like, I don't know if that speaks to foreign thrillers over American thrillers because that one was French. Yeah, well, the other thing that I thought of was the other Italian movie that we covered. Um, Yeah, and just the fact that there is that revenge element. They don't leave you hanging. We're like a lot of these stories that we see in like American cinema, their ending is very cynical typically. And I found that this one and that other one, as weird as they got, there was a sense of justice in them that isn't always in a lot of the films that we watch. So I don't know if that's a cultural thing or if it's just these two films or what it is, but I appreciate it. It makes it a little easier to watch, especially when it's something that, you know, I'm not really like a horny movie type of gal, so. Me either, but so good. Like, Waseda the Bone Woman, with that intimate scene, and even, like, between the two women, and one of them was pregnant, which could be taboo. I feel like they're, like, just enough to make you not hate it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, this is fine. So it was a very cinematic, and it was so artistic and beautiful, and the music was great, too. Like, the, mm-hmm. the music yeah. cues and timing were excellent, too, so it was a definitely a very artsy attempt on watching something compared to like something like was it Nymphomaniac which is just like two long movies <laughs> of long porn that's trying to be artistic like this one actually achieved it and mm-hmm. was you know entertaining enough to watch without too much secondhand embarrassment yeah. I get cringy and awkward if I see too much because I'm like I wasn't looking to watch pornography right now <laughs> like that's not what I was looking for at freaking 10 o'clock in the morning I enjoyed it I really really like that even before she tied him up in her awesome secret room because she's awesome she did not let him have her he could not get her and i loved it fuck you and then she made him watch her have sex with her girlfriend i'm gay i think the other thing i like about too is that she was so intelligent about everything and you could tell Mm -hmm. that she was definitely the one in control because normally i don't think he would have like submitted and let himself get tied up but she had him so wrapped around her finger and she was so smart about everything but still like had that like feminine aspect to her that she didn't start to feel like you know i'm gonna turn into captain marvel and just like beat the crap out of this dude i'm gonna use his weaknesses to my advantage and just it was all fun and games for him so she got that ball gag on he was like oh that was the best look he had all movie yeah because he jerked back like what's happening (laughs) he still opened his mouth but it was over for him at that point didn't have to listen to him say fucking horrible shit anymore so no because shut up honestly i thought michael had more involvement just because his name was michael and like i don't know what the purpose was but when he was having sex with that girl and they showed like the bondage moment and he was doing stuff and that lady was like oh you're not leonardo and that look he gave i was like oh Michael did it, but he didn't. <laughs> he was a little like underutilized for how often he popped up in scenes. I felt. I agree. Mm-hmm. He was just sketchy with the money. I guess. Like I couldn't figure out what they did. Like what the business was. I don't know. 
I don't know, but there were French people involved and cryptocurrency. Again, the crypto stuff, I just feel like that might date it later on. For sure, but Significantly. Like... <laughs> well, but you also have this thing when Francesca was like walking through city streets and stuff, like there were people like wearing, like almost everywhere was wearing COVID masks because there was a lot of films that were like shot during lockdown when things were emptier and they had access to more open spaces and Airbnbs because nothing was happening. So I wonder if that was that kind of shot during that period because the crypto was pretty awesome yeah that that's really cool that's a good assessment like i was just wondering if maybe crypto.com or something paid them there's <laughs> a I product mean, maybe. placement maybe because the girlfriend was like a cryptocurrency lawyer or whatever it was yeah. a lot it seemed really heavy-handed in it crypto. You're trying to do something more like 20 20s money laundering type of thing that would be the most logical next mm. oh, that's true. in technology it's it's interesting to see those things get caught up to the events of the last couple of years yeah looking back like in the future th- i mean there's gonna be tons of movies like that came out during covid or whatever that mentions covid that's gonna be like this i don't think it really detracts from the movie it's just a thing it's definitely a point to know let's chud it i would say it rides the two and a half three chud line for me it's a solid movie would i watch it again probably not would i watch something that these filmmakers make again sure i would i'm gonna say two and a half chuds also for the same reasons i was not mad well i was mad going through this but not because of (laughs) like the movie was terrible i was mad at this fucking guy because he scared me in a way i don't like to be scared at all so two and a half shows i'll give it two and a half shows again i really i loved the music i loved the the lighting and the cinema side of it but i just got way too much secondhand embarrassment (laughs) super uncomfortable like anytime when it started getting to the point where he was like in the room i'm like okay we're just gonna like up this up to 1.5 speed because i can't sit here and watch him dangle naked from oh i watched the shit out of that i just was happy that he was stuck in there and not out ruining women's lives so like keep him in the fucking room i don't care what happens to him i don't care that his booty cheeks are out. A lot of boobs and booty cheeks. No one was wearing underwear yep. and no one was wearing bras. <laughs> lingerie is optional. Yeah, because when he gave her that lingerie, it was literally just underwear. The lingerie was not even under. It was a strap. It's like, <laughs> oh my God, what the fuck? Rich people are weird. You know, G-strings is definitely don't have any of those in my underwear drawer. They don't cover anything. You, you give me one of those and I wear it for any period of time. I'm just going to want to fight you. It's going to yeah. make me mad. I I don't want to have a sexy. wedgie all the time, brother. Like, that's, that's not hard. sexy to me. They also don't have air conditioning over in Europe, so maybe it's hot. <laughs> maybe not. Oh, that would be so much worse. And you're like sweaty butt crack with the fucking strap up your ass. Like, no, brother. No. And then I, I don't know about anyone else but for big boobies and no bra and no air conditioner like that sounds like a recipe for a bad time no she still looks good everyone looked good it was everyone very attractive there's just a bunch of pretty people yeah except michael i'm just saying (laughs) we're prejudiced against michael's it's okay sure really true that's michael anyway yeah great movie in the meantime you can find this podcast on the interwebs at ghostsinthemagazine.site you can find it on twitter at gitm podcast you could find me on twitter at witch x pudding you can find me at nocturnical find me at maybe mockingbird okay bye